0: On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, Elon Musk discusses his difficult 2018 on HBO, The Simpsons uses Tesla in a bit, autopilot usage hits a major milestone, Elon offers a potpourri of updates via Twitter, and more. what's happening tesla friends i'm ryan mccaffrey this is ride the lightning the tesla unofficial podcast episode 174 we're into december 2018 december 2nd to be specific for this episode uh, we're heading into the final push of q4 another vital quarter for tesla as they look to now sustain profitability daisy the boxer puppy behind me tonight uh chewing on a bone back there she's just working on trying to get the marrow out of the middle of it that bone has been well <laughs> well worth the investment. Uh, this week, I'll tell you, my car is by far the dirtiest it's ever been, and it's been this way for a little while. We've had a ton of rain over the last week plus here in the Bay Area, which has been actually great, not only with the, the campfire up north and the smoke, but just in general. You know, it is it is time for us to get some weather, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's still in the forecast, so it just hasn't been worth cleaning the car. But man, and I'm I'm getting I'm getting uh, annoyed at myself looking at it. I am I think I'm just I have to clean it this weekend, no matter what, no matter if there's more rain in the forecast. But uh, yeah, I just got to do it. But I tell you, it it doesn't look all that filthy from far away, but oh, up close, <laughs> up close, it's really bad. I got to get all that dirt and grime just power washed. Out of and off of the paint protection film. Uh, I'll be be talking more about my paint protection film later in the show. It has not been a great Tesla week for me, my friends. (laughs) Stay tuned for the end of the show for that. But speaking of rain and winter weather, Tesla, for you performance Model 3 owners, Tesla has the 20-inch wheels for Model 3 in a winter tire and wheel package. Uh, so, if you're curious about that, it is four thousand dollars. That's the wheel, the wheels, the tires, and installation at a service center. It is currently sold out as of recording this, but I would keep checking back every day on the online Tesla shop if you're interested. My suspicion is that the first batch probably went very quickly from those of you who are living in the winter weather climates, and those, of course, you guys, you guys got to have them. So. Uh, Hopefully the stock on that will be replenished soon for folks who do still need them. Because really, it's either this or you have no other choice but to go aftermarket. Some people want to, some people don't want to. But in this case, uh, if they're sold out online, Tesla is offering you literally no other choice. I mean, really, Tesla, pardon me, they are leaving money on the table by not having (laughs) more of these in stock. So hopefully they'll take care of that soon. Now, I mean, yeah, you could certainly just outfit your current wheels with winter tires as well. That That is an option. But I've been told by people who, who do uh, live in snow that it's not ideal to be swapping tires on and off uh, the same wheel a, a bunch of times. So anyway, speaking of new items in the Tesla store, the Model 3's roof rack, a long anticipated item for many folks. You know, now we're we are nearly a year and a half into production, officially, of Model 3, and we finally got that roof rack. If you are interested, it is also available on the Tesla site, but not right now. It's also sold out. It's sold out immediately uh, after going up, but it's $450, uh, if you are curious about that. And uh, before I continue with the rest of the Tesla news this week, just wanted to offer one quick correction from last week, Turns out you cannot send routes from Google Maps on your piece of your phone to your car. You know, if you, if you wanted a different route than what the car gives you, this was an issue that came up on a call. But all you can do is send the address. You can't actually send the custom route to your Tesla. So my apologies for that. And I have to say, it, it just, it made so much logical sense that I just didn't even think twice about it. So it's a it's a good reminder for me, a guy who's supposed to be a trained journalist with a journalism degree, to check this stuff before uh, before just rolling with it. So I'm human, but uh, that is a, that is a mistake I certainly regret. But hopefully, it, it won't be a mistake forever. And that I hope that is something that Tesla will add in the future, just the ability to send a specific route to uh, to your car. All right. Let's move on with the week in Tesla news. Elon uh, appeared on HBO's... Uh, well, it's not HBO's. It's it's Axios, if you've heard of that organization, that news organization. They have a show on HBO that runs every week. And uh, Elon Musk was featured this week. He is... This is him. So the setup for this clip, just going to play you a little sample of it. Just, uh, check out the rest. This is actually the only Tesla-specific thing that he talks about. The rest is about... Uh, the other aspects of of Elon's personal and professional life. So check it out if you're interested on HBO. I guess on HBO Go at this point, or HBO Now, I suppose, whichever you subscribe to. But this is Elon discussing just how dire things got for Tesla as they were trying to uh, achieve that 5,000 car per week ramp on the Model Three.
1: Well, I mean, Tesla really faced a sphere. Threat uh, threat of death uh, due to the Model Three production ramp. Essentially, the, the company was bleeding money like crazy, and and just if if we didn't solve these problems in a very short period of time, uh, we would die. Uh, and it was extremely difficult to solve them. How close to death did you come? We well, were yeah, within single-digit weeks. Twenty-two hours a day. I like, What? How many? I was yeah, working yeah, seven days a week, sleeping in the factory. Uh, I worked every day from the I worked in the I worked in the paint shop. General assembly, body shop. You ever worry about yourself imploding? Like it's just yeah, too yeah. much. Absolutely, no one should. Put this many hours into work. This is not good. And people should not work this hard. I'm not. They should not do this. This is too, very painful.
2: Painful in what sense?
1: It, it's because my, it hurts my brain and my heart. So it it's. This is not recommended for anyone. I just did it because if I didn't do it, then Tesla, good chance Tesla would die.
0: He's presumably referring to Q1 and Q2 there when they had pushed Remember when they pushed all the, all the reservations back. There was that, that big delay. Now, I don't doubt that Elon does believe that they were nine weeks or less from death, but in a way, I don't. I don't know if this will make sense. I don't think he means that quite literally. I mean, what what I'm saying is that I think he's referring to that being the scenario if there weren't any other intervention, basically in a vacuum, because he could have put money into the company or more likely they could have done a capital raise at that point in time if they had to. But but still, you can hear it in his voice and it's even more evident if you watch the video. He was very distressed by this whole year with tesla including the working insane hours and and we've seen that play out in various ways and various times of the year where his mood has been visibly and noticeably up and down side note by the way uh if you do watch this you'll see that axios shot this in in a corner area of the open office sort of bullpen floor area in what I presume to be Tesla, it might be SpaceX, but I thought I saw some red out in the the sort of decor of the office space, which would lead me to believe that it's Tesla. So um, it, what the fact that they just shot this at a desk in the corner with everybody else around doing work tells me that this interview probably came together pretty last minute. Uh, if the fact that they didn't even either have or, or book a quiet conference room to set up and shoot this thing in and... And the fact uh, is, I would suspect that barring any major editing in that piece, there was certainly some editing done. There almost always is. But it would appear as though that that interview, even when you watch the whole thing over on HBO, only lasted about 10 or 15 minutes. So I I couldn't help but watch that and go, oh, I really, please let me get more time than that. Please, if the, the Tesla gods, let me have at least an hour. I know beggars can't be choosers here. But man, I've just got so much to ask him about. No word on that front yet. I will certainly let you all know as soon as I hear something. Or actually, I, maybe I won't. It all depends. And <laughs> I guess it all depends how it goes. I might just end up springing it on you, and and uh, there'll be some sort of heads up. I'll tell you. I'll tell you that. It's, it may not be depending on how much notice they give me. It's uh, anyway. This you well. Hopefully, it happens. That's step one. We got to make this happen first. All righty. Uh, On a lighter note than than Elon's uh, extremely emotional and and difficult physical and and, uh, mental year with the the Tesla growing pains, a Tesla appeared, it was sort of part of a subplot, on The Simpsons about a week ago. It was season 30. Wow, they're in season 30 already. Unbelievable. Episode number eight, titled Krusty the Clown, and I want to thank... Uh, this is true. And one of the executive producers of The Simpsons, a gentleman by the name of Matt Selman. You can say hi to him on Twitter, at Matt Selman, M-A-T-T-S-E-L-M-A-N. He, uh, he follows me on Twitter, so I presume he is a listener of this show, quite possibly even a Tesla owner himself, him and or some of the writers on the show. Uh, but yeah, the, a Tesla was featured on The Simpsons, and I'm going to play a little clip of it from, for you. So the setup for this clip is that Homer starts gaining popularity because he's writing reviews of the Krusty the Clown show uh, on the internet. Basically, it's sort of a blog that's that's ga- gaining popularity. Krusty finds out about it because it's getting super popular, and he it just drives Krusty insane because Homer is basically just uh, cracking wise at, at Krusty the whole time, so right before here's here's the setup for the clip crusty encounters homer on the road it crusty's in his tesla it's a model s and homer has just pulled out of his own driveway and so they they encounter each other on the road uh and here's what happens
3: today's Krusty show pulled out all the stops which was a huge mistake as many of the stops should have been left in d plus. <laughs> You to
4: insult a thin-skinned Hollywood narcissist. Oh, Tesla, your nine hundred pound feet of silent instant torque is the perfect killing machine.
3: Where do I know that guy?
2: <coughs> ah! 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 Vengeful clown. <coughs> Krusty is trying to murder me. If he does, it'll be the first time he's killed in years.
4: I'm not funny. You wanna see something really, Huber?
2: Letting me off the road. Clearly a murderer out of ideas.
4: God, uh, like my show! Why? Is it season four again? I, uh...
3: oh. Oh.
0: at the end there the two of them have been ejected from their cars and are bouncing down the cliff and uh crusty puts the tesla into autopilot which is why he can he can lean over and start start strangling and fighting with homer so it's a pretty it's a pretty funny segment and uh the aforementioned executive producer matt selman again i think he's got to be the one who got this in there but as I sort of, I think, mentioned right before the clip, it wouldn't surprise me at all if a lot of the writers and producers on The Simpsons drive Teslas. In fact, on that note, not a writer or producer, but one of the stars, Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, she has a signature red Model X. Back when the cars were first coming out, she posted very enthusiastic videos of, of the car when she first got them. I just went and looked at them again to to make sure my memory was accurate on that. And yeah, she, she loves her model X. So that's cool to see. So there's a lot, a lot of Tesla love in the Simpsons family. Uh, But yeah, so now that means the Simpsons and South park are major animated shows that have featured a Tesla. There may even be more, but those are, those are definitely two that I've seen the Tesla on. Otherwise in the news department this week, Tesla announced this week that uh, owners have now driven 1 billion, over 1 billion miles with Autopilot engaged. Just a simple announcement on Tesla's Twitter marking the milestone. And that's great. I'd still love to see more data about it because I think there's a lot more interesting information in that figure. You know, it's super cool. Don't get me wrong. And the other thing is I'm sure the next billion is going to go, a lot faster because of the significant and and very rapid growth of the Tesla fleet over the next two, three years. But, you know, how about something like, uh, what's the crash probability data with Teslas that have autopilot turned on versus Teslas that don't? An apples to apples comparison in that department would be, to me, really interesting to see. But nevertheless, congratulations, Tesla, and, and all of you who are out there Uh, using autopilot because uh, that just feeds more data into the neural net that uh, will help it get better and has helped it get better i use mine every day and i have a a, a, only unfortunately for a fairly short stretch am i able to use it but i am using it every single day i love it next up this week a production update from tesla a leaked email from elon to the entire company Uh, it has since been confirmed Says that Tesla hit a major milestone this week. I'm going to read you the whole email here because it's pretty short. The subject line is Top Priorities, and it says this Congratulations to the teams who achieved the 1,000 Model 3 per day target. I know it wasn't easy. Especially excellent work by Paint at 1,302 vehicles, including SNX, in a single day. If you're able to help in any way with getting Model 3 production to a steady 1000 per day at excellent quality, everyone at the company should please consider this their top priority. Body production currently appears to be our limiting factor, so it needs the most support right now. Please focus on simplification and reducing cycle time first, and then uptime. The second priority, which will become number one after we stabilize production at 7K, is improving the cost of Model 3, meaning the cost to build. We still have a lot of work to do to be able to build and sell the $35,000 version. It's important to bear in mind that the cost of the car is made up of about 10,000 unique parts and processes. Depending on how you count it, the current cost of a standard range Model 3 would be around $38,000, so each part or process step only costs around $3.80. That means finding cost efficiencies is a game of pennies, even though it might not seem so. Things as simple as better packing density for supplied parts, or rearranging process flow to use a single forklift moved, Uh, Pardon me, single forklift move instead of two actually have a big effect if everyone takes action. Thanks, Elon. Well, hearing that the paint shop specifically hit 1,302 cars in a day is particularly awesome since we had previously heard that that was a big bottleneck, and now you're hearing that it is in uh, the body production. So, uh, but the, the big thing I think you probably that perked your ears up is the bit that, that Elon mentioned about the standard range battery and that it would cost them, meaning cost them to make not cost to sell $38,000 if they sold it now, or if they built it and sold it now. And that got me to thinking, you know, I, I would be, I'm curious what cost number are they trying to get to? What are they trying to get down to before they do in fact sell that $35,000 car? Do they need to get it down to a cost of 30,000? More, a little more, less? You know, so I I certainly don't think Tesla is going to be selling them for zero profit margin if somebody orders the base black paint, no options, no nothing, $35,000 car. I can't imagine Tesla is going to sell those for for just for nothing for no profit whatsoever you know I, I can't imagine they're going to be counting that much on uh, on options like autopilot or you know wheel upgrades and, and paint and that kind of thing so uh, what what it also tells me and again this is this is me this is my assumption and my thinking here you may disagree but I do think this makes it seem even more likely than it than it already had to me previously that the very first standard range battery cars that do come out of the Tesla factory are going to have a requirement that they have the premium interior package with them to help, uh, just again, help increase the the margins on those cars. So I do think the first standard range cars are gonna cost $40,000, not 35. But as you can see from Elon there, there's no, you know, for, for, uh, Fudsters or bears or, uh, people who've just maybe just gen- genuinely and sincerely been doubting that Tesla is ever going to actually build the $35,000 car. Well, there's an email from Elon that in no uncertain terms says that's the goal. They are still trying to get to that. And it, it, in fact, will become Tesla's top priority once they have, uh, leveled off their, production rate at 7000 Model 3s per week. It's time for the Musk minute now. This is uh stuff that Elon's been talking about on Twitter this week. A Twitter user asked Elon, "Could you have the Tesla send a text to an emergency contact if you're in an accident? I had a near miss on a recent road trip and it made me think of it." Elon replying to this saying, "Yeah, good idea to offer that as a setting." I tell you, I like the idea. The car can detect, and it does detect, if you're in an accident, so this is completely feasible from a from a technical perspective. I would think that the text, though, would have to be worded very carefully, so as not to uh, perhaps, hopefully, unnecessarily freak out the loved one that's getting the text. Perhaps it would be something like, and believe me, I'm sure the lawyers would have to go over this, and all kinds of people would have to have to sign off but just off the off the cuff here i would think maybe it could be something like so and so's tesla has had an accident detected its location is a address please contact your the loved one for more information at your nearest convenience you know something kind of matter of fact nothing that's going to you know suggest anything more uh worse or or milder than than what the situation might actually be but that is a good idea i like that elsewhere on twitter elon saying quote you can summon your tesla from your phone now only short distances today but in a few years someone will work from across the continent well that certainly sounds cool and as i have long said i've learned to never doubt elon musk but, that said, he he has said this exact same thing before. Two years ago, in fact. Reddit dug it up. Uh, you know, I, believe me, I don't want to sound whiny, don't get me wrong. Because what we're talking about, again, are just incredible breakthroughs and features that Tesla continues to add to these cars, to achieve with these cars. Uh, it's incredible, but it is worth pointing out that he has been down this road before, so... Um, you know, it's probably a few years out. He, he says a few years, so a few short years we'll see. But nevertheless, uh, it is, it's great. I mean, how cool would it be? Think about this. If you could take a flight to the opposite coast, on uh, whether on for business or vacation and assuming that you're comfortable with spending supercharging costs and, the tire wear on your car, you could summon your car and have it with you, have your own car on a trip. You know who'd be thrilled about that? Car rental companies. (laughs) They would, and yes, I'm being very sarcastic, they would be none too thrilled about the idea of uh, losing a bunch of Tesla owners because they're summoning their own cars uh, across state lines to come meet them on, on business trips or vacations. But... The other thing I think we'd, we'd certainly need in order to make this happen, besides the obvious uh, level four self-driving, is uh, we need those charger snakes at all the superchargers in order for that to work. You know, I don't I don't know if you saw it, because it was a while ago now. The, the charging snake, if you just Google Tesla charging snake, it should come up. In fact, I'm just going to do it right now to make sure it works. But... Um, Let's see here. Tesla charging stick. Oh yeah, it's the first thing that comes up. You can't miss it. So, uh take a look at it if you've never seen it, but Tesla themselves released a video of just this prototype supercharger cord that that was wrapped in like a terminator snake-like endoskeleton that could that could it it rises up like a like a cobra out of a basket uh and it and it and it finds and detects the port, the, the charging port on the car, and then plugs itself in. It's, it's very creepy. I have to say it's very creepy, but you would need those if your car is driving itself across state lines to come get you and thus having to supercharge along the way. Well, I guess the other option, there is another option, would be to, uh, have a paid attendant at every supercharger who sits there and monitors the, the supercharger station, maybe with an iPad that gets alerted uh, on the iPad every time there's an autonomous Tesla approaching so that that, that, uh, that worker knows, that paid attendant knows that that car is inbound and when it arrives, the attendant's going to have to plug the car in and then unplug it when it's done. But an exciting future awaits us. And even more, I mean, it's like the present is exciting, in the world of Tesla. How, how exciting is it? I get emails and calls and tweets every week from those of you out there who are taking delivery of your cars about how the most common thing I hear is it's it's incredible, it's better than I expected, and I went through it myself. You guys heard it. You heard my reaction, uh, and, and, and I went through the same thing that, that all of you have And just think about, that's the present. That's Tesla now. Think about, the future is bright. It is going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. Uh, Elon was not done on Twitter, though. He says a software upgrade to the rain-sensing neural net is coming next month. And he sent that in November, so hopefully he means December for that. And he is referring, of course to the auto-sensing wipers in the rain. Uh, I told you about last week, My it was really my first experience with them, because, and, and I said that, that they were good, but not quite good enough yet. But they will get better. They have the improvement, the next update, as Elon says, is coming in hopefully the next four or five weeks or so. So look for that, uh, those of you in rainy climates, like here in the Bay Area. Another question another another comment from elon on twitter the question was posed by uh, a person calling themselves Starman on twitter their uh twitter handle is appropriately rocket is fine and by the way shout out to at rocket is fine because they're probably a listener of this show because he follows me usually i mean that means you're you're probably either following me for video game stuff or tesla stuff but considering that uh they Starman and tweeting about, about uh, Tesla stuff. I'm going to imagine that they're a listener to the show. Anyway, he says, how about a version of Mario Kart where you can play against random people who are also charging their car at that moment? Elon t- decided to reply to this and says, we tried. Nintendo won't license it to us. So uh, that, is, that is absolutely worlds colliding for me because, of course, I work with and on nintendo stuff all the time that's that's part of my job and so it i found it interesting that elon said that they approached nintendo and and i'm very glad they tried don't get me wrong but what i can tell you from having been in this business for 16 years and counting is that nintendo is a shall we say very traditional company to put that in perspective you know their, their games have only ever lived on Nintendo devices until about a year ago when they finally put a game out on uh, on iOS, on mobile devices, Super Mario Run. And they've done, uh, they've got an Animal Crossing game uh, that's either out or coming out. And then, I'm trying to remember, I think there might even be one more project in the works. But, you know, they've, they've been uh, very slow to... To kind of dip their toe in the water, despite the fact that mobile games, there there are literally billions of dollars to be made. Especially when you're Nintendo, and you can bring uh, your stuff, your IPs, your your uh, series that everybody loves, your characters to the mobile devices that everyone has, because plenty of people have Nintendo devices. Everyone has a smart device whether it's a tablet or or a smartphone so yeah nintendo's been uh you know kind of slow to get on board with that and they're they're taking their time with it so i gotta figure that that putting a nintendo game in a car probably gonna be a bridge too far for nintendo for at least the time being but still cool to hear that that tesla did reach out to see if that might be possible One other uh, bit from the world of Elon's tweets, I guess I shouldn't call this the, the Musk Minute because it's gone on for much longer than that. But Elon says on Twitter, unprompted, super fun software Easter eggs coming to all Tesla S3 and X cars before the holidays. Romance mode, toilet humor, and more video games. Well, let's pick that apart, shall we? Romance mode. I can I can take a guess at that one. I'm gonna think that it uh, reclines the seats all the way back, so that you're lying there next to each other, looking up at the stars through your glass roof. Maybe uh, maybe some Barry White music starts playing. I mean, you know, you get, they got the, the the on the reindeer Easter egg, and the cowbell Easter egg. It overrides whatever audio you're listening to and plays plays audio that's specific to that Easter egg. So it would not be uh, out of the realm of possibility for Tesla to queue up some some Barry White, which is, don't, don't even, that was not a Barry White attempt at an impression. Don't even, <laughs> that was not even, not even close. Uh, but anyway, the toilet humor one, I'm not even sure what that means. I have no idea. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind would be a fart joke. Maybe uh, a whoopee cushion type scenario where, because, you know, you're, you're, the seats in your Tesla, as they do in many cars can detect whether or not there's a person in the seat. So, you know, with the weight on the seat. So maybe if you trigger that Easter egg, uh, if you, if you put weight on the seat, maybe it makes a fart sound out of <laughs> maybe even out of that, that speaker closest to that seat. I could see kids having fun with that. If they're kind of bouncing up and down in the back of your Tesla, making repeated fart sounds, but I'm not quite sure what other, what toilet humor might mean other than that, that would be somewhat family appropriate, you know? So curious to find out what, uh, what Elon's talking about there. And as for more video games that I would think should mean the next wave of Tesla Atari games, Elon had previously mentioned pole position as one that was in the works. So hopefully that one might be in there because pole position is awesome. Finally, this week, I want to mention to you that the LA Auto Show is underway. It's a big one every year. And thanks to Tesla Roddy, we got a sneak peek at the Tesla booth earlier in the week. And what's in there is an S, an X, and a 3, as well as some of the solar roof tiles. What is not there is a Tesla Semi or the Roadster. I have to say very selfishly, I was really, really hoping the Roadster might be there uh, because it had made it, you know, it had made a couple of public appearances in recent months, and if it was going to show up at the LA Auto Show, I had sort of run through the possibility in my head, because the LA Auto Show runs for a while, it's like uh, over a couple of weekends, I think, in a couple of weeks, so... I was going to just drive down there and go see it. I want to see it in person, but uh, I'm sure I will get my chance eventually. But uh, regardless, if you do want to see the solar roof tiles up close or obviously any of the cars, feel free to head on over. It's not free. There is a fee to get into the show, but uh, you can also see while you're there the likes of the new Rivian electric pickup truck that was making big news this week, making a big splash. They showed off actually a pickup truck and an SUV. Also the Audi e-tron, the uh, GT electric sedan promising a whole bunch of horsepower was was on there uh, is, is on display as well. You know, the, the, those these big car shows like this, to me they are always fun. They're they're a great time. I used to love going when I was a kid. I remember one in Phoenix one year, I think around this time of year, like the end of the year, going with my dad, and they had the 1989 Tim Burton Batmobile there. and I flipped out. I mean that was I loved that movie as a, uh, w- when it first came out, I was I forget how old I was, but uh, I just totally fell in love with that movie. I loved the car. And, uh, yeah, seeing it in person was really cool. So yeah, if you get a chance, you know, go and, and maybe, you know, if you take your sons, take your daughters, take your kids and, and, uh, you know, it's, I know kids don't necessarily have the, the, uh, uh, largest attention spans or, or amounts of patience, but I guess if, if your kid's old enough that you think they might like to look at some of the cool cars and cool concepts there, uh, I do recommend it, sort of looking looking back on my own childhood. I'm, I'm glad I got to go to, to a big show like that. All right, that wraps it up for the Tesla News this week. Stick with me. I'll be right back with the Ride the Lightning Hotline. It's Ride the Lightning Hotline time, where you guys get to call in. We'll talk to each other. Uh, you can do that one of two ways. I invite you to participate each and every week. It's I love hearing from you. I love hearing the different perspectives, the different uh, expertises. And so, uh, yeah, call me anytime. Keep your question to a minute, minute and a half tops. That would be super helpful, super appreciated. And you can either use your smartphone's built-in voice recorder to record something and then email that file to me at teslapodcast at gmail.com or you can call and leave a message anytime you want on the Ride the Lightning hotline the toll free number is 1888989 8752. That's 1 888 989 TSLA. And if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or you can put them onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. And a quick reminder you may have heard me mention November's patreon exclusive bonus episode which is again all those extra awesome ride the lightning hotline calls that i can't get to during the the regular shows i I turn them into their own show every month for the folks on patreon uh at the at that specific uh support level uh that is now gone free for everyone so it was it was on you know patreon only for the whole month but this one i thought well you know, it's it's nice to give you an idea. You let everybody else check it out in case you just want to, or maybe you're curious what that looks like uh, or sounds like. So uh, you can take a look. It's uh, I think you just got to scroll down a bit till you find uh, the Patreon exclusive bonus episode number thirty. It will be the the title of it. So you can find that at Patreon.com/slash Tesla Podcast. So again, you can you can listen to that if uh, whether or not you support me on Patreon feel free to check it out. Anyway, Eric in Chicago is up first wanted to reply to me about the supercharger algorithm I was talking about like well how how uh, much should i listen to that navigation system when it comes to which supercharger i should stop at. Eric, you're on the air.
5: Hey Ryan, this is Eric from Chicago sound answer on social media. I uh, just heard your question about the uh, supercharger algorithm, like how it determines which charger to stop at and which ones to skip, etc., and how variable that is. Um, I've done uh, trips from Chicago to Texas, via Nashville, and uh, also Chicago to Colorado. And so I have a lot of experience on that. Um, basically, you can use your own judgment on it. You know, if you can see that you can you can drive farther than a charger or whatever. You can kind of pick and choose. Um, I remember I uh, was uh, driving from uh, from Colorado to Chicago, and I ended up making an early stop in um, whatever the, the charger out there is, uh, Brush, Colorado, uh, way way earlier than I needed to charge because you know my kids needed to eat or something. And that was the stop where I ran into the uh, Tesla semi, and so I ended up. Uh, stopping there for a while, uh, I did a whole video, um, of the Tesla, Tesla Semi on my YouTube channel and, uh, talked to the engineers for a while and had a great time. And then, um, as a result of being there charging longer than, uh, expected, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a technically per the, the navigation, it was an unnecessary stop. Uh, then I skipped like the next two charge stops because I was so full. So, um, you know, with kids and stuff, you know, you end up spending longer at one or whatever kid needs to stop. You stop at one earlier. Um, on my long range rear, rear wheel drive model three, I've noticed it will, uh, sometimes like skip two charge stops two two potential charge stops. Um, and then say, uh, stay below 75 to get to your destination. Well, that's not always feasible. So I'll, you know, not skip both of those charge stops, hit one sooner And, you know, just use your judgment. So it's definitely something that you can tweak. It's going to do its best uh, to, you know, in its little computer mindset to get you where you need to go. But, you know, ultimately, you're the person who's driving the car. And, um, you know, you can stop wherever you want. Because, honestly, some superchargers are just way better than others. So um, there you go. Hope that helps. Have a good one. Bye.
0: Thanks so much for that, Eric. And, uh, hey, it seems like that unplanned supercharger stop was very fortuitous for you. Happening upon the Tesla Semi, that's like the ultimate needle in the Tesla haystack. And I'll say, I've heard from a few other folks, too, thanks to those of you who've called in, who've emailed, who've tweeted. It sounds like I don't have to necessarily follow the suggestions of the navigation system to the letter when it comes to uh, which superchargers to stop at on on a long trip. I know, of course, that, you know, adverse weather conditions can have a big effect, so I'm going to be very mindful of that. Uh, I suspect what will probably end up happening for me is that I will end up playing it a bit more conservatively on my trip to Arizona, and then hopefully I'll have learned enough, uh, get enough experience under my belt that I I might be maybe a little less conservative uh, and, and take matters into my own hands a bit more on the drive back home. Speaking of Arizona, let's go to Chris from Arizona. He's been driving a lot, and he has a suggestion for both me and anyone else that is embarking upon a long, supercharger-fueled trip. Chris, go ahead.
6: Hey, Ryan, this is Chris out here in Arizona, where you're coming. So I do a lot of traveling over to California. So um, I've been put about 15,000 miles in my car in the last couple of months, and so I drive a lot. And... Yes, you're right. The navigation is kind of tricky because let's say you're checking to see where you would stop. Um, it's going to assume your battery percentage at where you are at that moment, not that you're going to be at 100%. It doesn't know. It also doesn't know how often you want to stop or how long you want to stop. So there's a website out there called A Better Route Planner that you could check. Just Google it, A Better Route Planner. I think it's all one word, but I'm not sure. Anyway, um, it, and you can set, you know, what – percentage you want to arrive with because, you know, the navigation will just get you there, but, um, you know, then if you have to go charge somewhere after that, uh, you want to keep that in mind. Uh, Also, uh, if you want to take longer stops in certain areas for lunch or dinner, you can set that. You can say, I'm going to stop here longer. Um, I'm going to charge up to 90%, so it'll adjust your route accordingly. Uh, You can also change your watt hours per mile uh, based on what your average is not just for your car. Uh, You can put in if you have a heavier loaded down car, if there's wind, if you're a heavy foot driving car. Anyway, lots of cool stuff in there. Check it out. So I use that on longer trips just to kind of identify where I think I'm going to stop. And then I use the navigation to get me from point A to point B, from where I want to go to the next charger. And I put my destination as the next charger, and then the next charger based on my route plan that I, I came up with. So just something to keep in mind. And that's what I would suggest that you do if you're coming over to Arizona. Instead of putting in from where you're located to Phoenix, the location, um, it's going to find all kinds of chargers for you and make you stop a lot. Um, Instead, say, hey, I know I can make 242 miles. Put that as your destination, um, and then the next destination is the next supercharger. Anyway, that's my thought. All right. Talk to you soon. Love the podcast.
0: I have heard people mention that site before, Chris, so I'm going to be sure to check it out. In fact, I already went on there and played around with it a little bit. Uh, It should be extra useful to me, particularly since again, I am an inexperienced electric vehicle road tripper. So thank you very much for the suggestion. I hope that it is uh, of use to others as well, because I definitely found it useful for myself. Let me go to Ron in Nashville, has uh, also a response about trip planning. He's got Another tip on this, again, I, I don't want to necessarily dwell too much on this one subject, but I think this is an important subject. It's a big subject, and I, I feel like a lot of people are probably in the same boat as me in that uh, they've taken delivery of their Model 3 this year, particularly in this second half, you know, pretty recently this year. And and maybe here over the holidays, people travel during the holidays, as I'm going to do. And, and I feel like a lot of other people probably are going to also be taking their first big road trips in their Model 3. So I hope you all don't mind that I'm indulging this topic a little bit because I do think it's, it's uh, relevant, it's useful, and it, it's applicable to uh, a lot of... I, my assumption, my, my belief is that it's applicable to a lot of you out there. So here we go. Ron from Nashville with a tip on traveling in an electric vehicle.
7: Hey, Ryan, this is Ron from Nashville, um, calling about your uh, inquiry into road trip and uh, length of charging at superchargers. Um, so we, we've we taken several long distance road trips in our Model S's and we take um, decent trips in our Model 3. Um, here's what we learned a long time ago. Uh, you know, when you pull up to the supercharger and you plug in and it says you only need X amount to, you know, uh, minutes to reach your next destination. So what we lo- learned a long time ago is, yeah, you plug in and you look at that and you have an idea in your head, okay, yeah, I need 30 or 40 minutes. And then you cancel cancel your navigation, cancel your trip, and just move your percentage sign, let's say, to 90%. Um, and go eat, go do whatever, and that way you avoid, you know, the the notifications, and and you can check on it when you're eating and see how close you are to 90%, or even, you know, you know you've been there for 30 or 40 minutes, so you know that you've done the minimum that it recommends. So every time I meet people at superchargers, I recommend that they just take a mental note of what it says to do, and then... Move your percent, you know, move your charge up. We, we typically go to 90 because on trips we found that the marginal benefit you get for the time to ch- continue charging after 90%, it, it's not really worth it. And, um, But anyway, that, that's what we do, and, and I'm sure other people do different things, but um, we just cancel the navigation on the car once we get to a supercharger and we know how long it says as a minimum. I uh, hope that helps, and uh, love the show. Take care.
0: Thanks, Ron. Time is going to be a tough one on this, because on the one hand, this trip is going to take literally all day, about 15 hours. But on the other hand, it's going to take all day as it is, so what's another 30 minutes total on the trip or so with regard to what you're talking about? So... Everybody's advice has been really useful. I'll say that I really appreciate everybody uh, calling in and, and writing me about this stuff. I'm gonna feel it out a bit as I go. As I said, play it conservatively, and and hopefully I'll learn a lot without anything going horribly wrong, and have a you know have a better return trip than than a uh, departing trip although that's not to say i don't want my my trip to arizona to go badly just hopefully it'll hopefully it'll go well and then the trip home will go even better we'll see how it goes Uh, stefan from monterey is up next and has a really great supercharger story of his own to share stefan go ahead
4: Hey, Ryan, it's Stefan from Monterey, California. I have a great story to tell you. I was down in San Luis Obispo bringing my son back to college today on Sunday, the 25th. And I stopped at the charging station and it's been real busy there lately. And I pulled in, there was a spot available. I backed in. And as I was starting to charge, a, a man walked up to me with a with a official Tesla shirt and he said, uh, hello, sir. Uh, would you like some snacks and some drinks? I am I work for Tesla and we came up from Santa Barbara, from the Santa Barbara showroom because we know that it's been pretty busy at these charging stations, especially over the holidays and we thought we'd make your time here a little bit more pleasant. So I had a nice conversation with him. Shout out to Aaron is his name from the Santa Barbara showroom and we had a nice conversation and they've been doing this, uh, I guess is the first time, but they've been doing this all weekend to make uh, the wait times a little bit more tolerable for Tesla superchargers. Anyway, I thought you might like that story. Take care, bye.
0: Stefan, I apologize. Now that I listened back to that again, it's Stefan, not Stefan, uh, I, I, I think my brain can't help it. When I, uh, I went to Germany in high school on a foreign exchange for a month, literally one of the greatest experiences of my life, just incredible, and uh, the, the student I was assigned to, the, the student whose house I stayed in, he stayed in, my, in our house in Arizona, and I stayed in his in Hamburg, Germany, was Stefan. So I can only ever see that name. It's like hardwired into my head at this point. So uh, Stefan, I apologize. I will try to get it right from now on. Anyway, uh, I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing that. And yes, shout out to Aaron and any other Tesla team members who did this at Superchargers around the country over this past holiday weekend, the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I also saw a Reddit post on the Tesla Motors uh, subreddit That there was a Tesla Ranger set up at the Kettleman City supercharger just in case anyone was was traveling and had any minor issues uh, during their holiday travels that they could get taken care of while they were supercharging. So that kind of stuff is just it's absolutely wonderful to see that kudos to Tesla for proactively taking extra good care of their customers during this super busy holiday travel season. I love that story. Our friend Lawton from Chicago is next. He's replying to Joe from New York about regenerative braking during the winter time. Lawton, go ahead.
2: Hi Ryan, it's Lawton from Chicago. Wanted to follow up on the pro tip from episode 172 by Joe from New York on decreased regenerative braking during the winter. Here are some ideas on how Tesla could improve the user experience. The cold weather warning currently only appears when you first start your car, followed by the subtle dashed lines under the speedometer. To make it more noticeable to the user, the warning should man screen until braking returns to normal. To further highlight the limitation, both the warning and regenerative braking mirror line could be colored blue for cold. The variability of regenerative braking in the cold can potentially be confusing and dangerous to new drivers. Tesla could add the default setting of uniform braking, which would make braking more consistent through all temperatures. This could be compassed through a combination of borrowing the feature from track mode of increased regenerative braking strength and applying friction brakes sooner. My mile was definitely worth the two and a half year wait. My entire family loves it. My daughter even named it Tesla. I'm always debating between playing the game of maximizing efficiency in kilowatts per mile versus the fun of spirited driving. Thanks again for all the love and dedication to the Tesla community. Congratulations on achieving the impossible dream. Look forward to your thoughts
0: some excellent suggestions here Lawton now we do know that Tesla has done and hopefully continues to do extensive winter weather testing so hopefully they're already thinking about this stuff in addition to uh, to you thinking about it I mean this really is the first winter for the model 3 and mass you know so it's the first winter that they're getting substantial amounts of data from the fleet after you know last winter only a few Model 3s, uh, relatively speaking, were out there. So, and by the way, Lawson, thank you so much for the kind words, and I very much look forward to meeting you in person after, after all your years of listening to me so far. Look forward to meeting you in person on the Impossible Dream road trip. It is going to have to come to Chicago, because uh, there's definitely you, and there may have been other folks from Chicago who use my referral code as well. Kevin from Bishop, California is up next. Uh, He has a bit of feedback that I think might be a bit relevant for folks. Kevin, you're on the air.
8: Hi, Ryan. This is Kevin from Bishop, California. We have a 3D. My wife and I like it in just about every way, more than any car ever. My wife, however, asked me a question that I don't know the answer to. Do the Why don't the door locks um, do, like a lot of cars these days, automatically lock your doors after you put it in gear? Um, Seems like a good security feature against unwanted persons outside getting in your personal space um, without having to remember to push the button on the screen. Um, Is there a setting for this that I've missed or... Might this be a good update in the future? Thanks.
0: Hi, Kevin. Welcome to the podcast. I am happy to help you here. I just double-checked this on my own car, and there is not a setting for that. There's unlock on park, when you put it in park, and the walk-away lock confirmation with the the horn. So the car, it does automatically lock, but not until you get moving a bit. I've been in cars like that, and I've also been in other cars that do lock all the doors right when you put it in gear, right when you put it in drive. I mean, I see why you'd be a bit concerned about this, but I bet if you watch it the next time you're in the car to see when it locks, I think you're probably going to be okay with it, because it it does happen pretty quickly after you start moving. And, And, you know, hey, the worst case is you can just tap that lock icon in the, the very, the very, very top of your touchscreen dashboard to lock the doors yourself. And it will be, it will be done right away when you want it to. So thanks again, Kevin, let's go to Vic with another question about, uh, autopilot, actually dash cam specifically. That is probably of curiosity and interest to a lot of people out there. Vic, you're on the air.
6: Hi, my name is Vic. Congratulations on the roaster. Quick question for you. Wondering if you knew when, um, Model S Autopilot 2.0 uh, will receive the ability to uh, record uh, via the, uh, the the front camera. Uh, and if you're not sure yourself, maybe one of your listeners may know, or uh, when you get a chance to talk to Elon, if you could pose that question to him, uh, that'd be great. Uh, thanks a lot. Keep up the good work. You're doing a great job. Bye.
0: Well, Vic, I am afraid that to the very best of my knowledge, Autopilot 2.0 cars are not scheduled to get dash cam. I would presume that it is a processing power reason, because that, to the best of my knowledge, again, is the only physical difference between Autopilot 2 and 2.5. I don't believe the cameras or sensors are any different, so that means it's the Autopilot chip itself. So uh, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. I will caveat and say I'm not 100% on this, but... Um, Everything I could find online suggested that it is uh, is a 2.5 feature exclusively. And soon, obviously, once 3.0 comes out, it'll work with that too. Next is Richard in Toronto responding to Logan, a previous caller, uh, about acceleration going from uh, an internal combustion engine car to an electric vehicle. Richard, you're on the air.
3: Hello, Ryan. Richard from Toronto, long-time listener and occasional caller. Today I'm calling in response to Logan's comments about the acceleration of the Teslas relative to gas-powered cars. While the acceleration is obviously very impressive, and especially so with the new Roadster 2, in my experience as an owner who shifted from a Toyota Prius which is not one of the quickest vehicles on the planet, to a performance Model S back in 2012, this really will not be a problem. I have found the Tesla throttle to be so well modulated that you can drive the Model S, and I'm sure also the Roadster, in a very sedate manner if you choose, but at the same time can quickly take advantage of its incredible power and performance through a, a vigorous application of the foot to the accelerator. So just wanted to pass on those thoughts. Congratulations on your Roadster 2. I'm very excited for you. And I'm also look for, looking forward to your interview with Elon. All the best, bye-bye.
0: Thank you for the call and for the kind words, Richard. I will back you up on this. In fact, I was just sort of playing with it the other day. In my P3D, you can really ease into things gently and slowly if you want to, but then with with one quick flick of my right foot, I can effectively pin the back of my head to the seat if I want to. It's it is It's really quite remarkable how much nuance there is in that pedal, and I agree that the Roadster will likely function very similarly, but at the same time... I do expect that it's going to be a bigger adjustment because if you've got that same amount of pedal travel in the Roadster as in any other Tesla, and maybe it'll be different, you know, they can, they can tune that however they want, but for the sake of argument, let's say it's the exact same amount of pedal travel, uh, but you have, so the same amount of pedal travel, but that much (laughs) more power, it, it, I would think it leaves a bit less room for nuance, at least on paper, but... Thankfully, Tesla is full of very smart people who I expect will be tuning the Roadster both for daily comfort as well as drag strip domination. Two more calls this week. Uh, The penultimate caller goes to Jason in Hamilton, Ontario. Speaking of performance Model 3s, he's got one and he had a little issue with it that uh, seems to maybe pertain to cold weather. That could be useful to other listeners. Jason, you're on the air.
9: Hey Ryan, Jason Pace here from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I am absolutely loving my Tesla Performance Model Three, and I just experienced my first uh, somewhat major problem with it. I went to go unlock my charging cable, and the charging cable wouldn't come out. Uh, it turned uh, the, le- the little Tesla logo turned red. And after trying to go into the car and press the unlock charge port and uh, press the charge uh, unlock port on the UMC itself and even use the unlock charge port function in the Tesla app, nothing was unlocking this thing. I even used the reset function where you press in the two scroll wheels on the uh, steering wheel and press the brake pedal for five seconds. I reset a few times. The problem persisted. And at that point, I had to call Tesla service. So I was on hold with Tesla service, and I started to research the problem myself. And uh, thankfully, lo and behold, I found a solution at Model 3 Owners Club. In the forums, um, a person had the same problem as me, and uh, someone mentioned that there's a manual charge release cable uh, in the trunk. And uh, the person then said, can you post a picture of it? And they did. And uh, if you look in your trunk uh, by the left trunk light, um, there's some perforations. uh, And in one of the perforations, you can just reach in and uh, see this little black um, plastic cable thing that you pull. And when you pull, you need to pull your charging cable at the same time. And that's what solved uh, my problem. And I just wanted to pass this on to any other uh, Tesla Model 3 owners or any Tesla owners that may experience the same problem. Uh, thanks very much for all you do, Ryan. Uh, I'm a, a long-time uh, listener, day one listener, actually, and uh, I've called a few times. And uh, please keep doing everything that you're doing, and congratulations on your Tesla Roadster. You earned it, buddy.
0: Thank you very much, Jason. I am more than happy to pass that along. Uh, just to clarify, though, for, for folks, uh only ever do this if you absolutely have to, but uh, it is it, it is a thing that Tesla does let people know about. Jason noted to me in in one of his follow-up emails on this subject that it is on page 124 of the Model 3 owner's manual, should you ever need to look up more about this. So thanks, Jason. Hopefully that issue will be resolved for you. He, he had sent me a few follow-ups uh, sort of, just tracking it and, and testing it with the, the app and, and then trying to work his way back up to the, the manual uh, situation. So hopefully it'll all resolve itself nicely, maybe even without a service center visit. And our final call this week last, certainly not least, Marty from Los Angeles. He's a roofing contractor, and you will hear... Clearly that this guy knows his stuff when you, uh, when you listen to this call, he wants to talk about the solar roof for a minute. So I thought we'd all just sit back and get a little education about, uh, the, the solar roof stuff from Marty. Hello,
8: Ryan. My name is Marty, and I'm calling from Los Angeles. I've been a roofing contractor for 30 years now. I watched Elon introduce the Tesla roofs at Universal Studios, and I was very impressed. I'd like to give a couple of suggestions, although I'm sure they've probably thought of them before. These suggestions would work best when designing new homes. When installing rigid roofs like slate, tile, for the new Tesla roofs, speed of application is dramatically slowed when roofing around the pipes and vents. There are usually 10 to 25 that go through the roof for plumbing, heating, and electrical. These pipes and vents also look horrible and are a source of leaks. Now, if at the peak of the roof, a false chimney is installed, all the pipes can be channeled in the attic to this false chimney, which would have a ventilated and hinged cap for easy access. Roofing around this false chimney is still going to involve extra labor but would be quicker than going around a number of pipes. An existing home could have a false chimney installed, but the cost of bringing in the different trades needed to d- redirect the pipes would be wouldn't be cheap and anyone considering this should bring in the trades needed to con- to see if it's even feasible. A ridge manning system could also be uh used to eliminate the need for numerous attic dormer vents however if the house is designed with an open beam ceiling then no attic ventilation is needed at all been a listener since the first show um i'm looking forward to getting a model y and um actually was going to get a model 3 but decided to reinvest in tesla stock and hold off to the model y and uh, we'll keep listening keep up the good work
0: Marty, that is seriously an educational phone call. I, I love it, by the way. I appreciate that. You know, I, I have to admit here, if you have noticed, I don't really cover the Tesla energy stuff so much since it's just not as much, certainly not as much of my expertise and not, not as much of my passion as well. I mean, I support it. I'm all for it. But, you know, I'm just, I've always been a car guy. The cars are what I'm most interested. But nevertheless... It is, it is a topic that's relevant to, I think, a lot of folks in the audience. And, and uh, I thought I would put this out there for any of my listeners who may be considering the solar roof option. Thank you again, Marty. I really appreciate it. And again, uh, if, you, if any of you out there would like to participate in the Ride the Lightning Hotline segment, I welcome it, I encourage it, and you can reach me one of two easy ways. Either call anytime, day or night, and leave a message on the Ride the Lightning hotline. It's a toll-free number. You just dial it up whenever you want. It's 1-888-989-8752. Or use your smartphone and its built-in voice recording software. Record something again. And in either case, please try to keep your call to a minute, minute and a half tops. Would be really appreciated. And uh, yeah, just dial me up. 1-888-989-8752. All right. Uh, one more quick little break. Be right back to talk about my less than great week uh, in the <laughs> with when it comes to my Tesla, and uh, and wrap things up for you right after this. Well, my terrible Tesla week actually wasn't even a terrible week. It was a terrible day. It was today. <laughs> It was Friday, uh, as I record this, my goodness. So I left my usual time, usual routine to take my daughter to work and then go to, go to work, sorry, take my daughter to school and then go to work. And, uh, so I'm backing out of the garage and I, I can feel something's different. I'm like, eh, something feels different. And I pull out back out, start to leave, start to go, uh, you know, out of the neighborhood. And I look down and I see not a low tire pressure warning but a tire pressure very low pull over safely as soon as possible or something like that so like oh god here we go another another nail you guys (laughs) another nail this one turns out it was in the front left tire the previous two were in the rear left tire and uh yeah it's uh it was like on a chunk of concrete and then there was like a nail so I tell you, it's just like the area near IGN is just perpetually under construction, and worse yet, nothing ever gets done. I don't know. There's no progress. It doesn't make any sense. There's just constant construction. Uh, even even there's another part of my route that's always under construction too, and it's this is three in four months of owning this car, which is just just unreal. So. Uh I was worried I would have to get another new tire. Thankfully it did end up being a patch, but uh so I called Tesla roadside and I have to say it was it was an a less than ideal wait to get a hold of someone. It was at least 20 minutes. I didn't quite check my phone log, but uh once someone finally did pick up, it was a woman named Christy who was just extremely she could not have been nicer. She was great. She was uh, very empathetic to the situation. And uh, yeah, I made sure. She because she, she, she tells me that, okay, we could, because I told her, well, with this extreme warning light, I don't feel super comfortable trying to limp it to a service center like I had last time. So, you know, could someone come out and give me like a loner 20 inch wheel to just get, so then I can go to a service center and, and get mine fixed? And, she said, well, we actually, we could do that, but if you can wait till this afternoon, we've got an appointment that we can book for you. They have a, Tesla has a, a Tesla owned and operated mobile tire repair replacement service van where that's all it does is goes around the Bay Area dealing with uh, with tire issues. I thought, well, and she she explained to me, proactively explained, I didn't even have to ask, it's, n- it's no additional cost than it would be. It's the same price as it would be going to the service center. So I said, well, yeah, that I can definitely wait a few hours. If, if it means they'll just come to me and do the whole job. So that sounds great. Book that, uh, I get a phone call from the technician, uh, in the, after a little while, after a couple hours, he says, oh, my, I, I can come to you earlier if you like. Oh, so great. Thank you so much. And he's there 20 minutes later. And this gentleman could not have been kinder. He could not have been more professional. He could not have been more just happy and enthusiastic. Just, just the perfect. What? What? Just a great human being. And uh, it, it was just great to talk to him uh, about his job and and the people he you know he he about he loves his job and he'd wanted to work at Tesla and he was he was just like willing that himself into getting that job and he got it. And his name's Jermaine. If you ever need a tire service in the Bay area and you happen to, uh, to get Jermaine, you're, you're in for a treat because this is a, an absolutely spectacular gentleman. And yeah, he took, he took great care of me. He, he did the work right in my garage. Uh, it was he was in and out of there. I I think it was less than an hour. It was it was not too bad. He he just jacked the car up, took the wheel off, took it out to the van, parked outside, and uh, yeah, just patched it up, balanced it, took took care of it, got it back on there. Then he was nice enough. He checked all my other tire pressures, uh, just to make sure I was I was okay there. And yeah, it was it was a wonderful experience. So, other than just having to wait a little while on hold, which I know that may sound like I'm being a really uh entitled a-, 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 a hole on that. What I'm what I really mean is and I actually explained this to Christie on the phone. I was like, "Well, listen, it's it's fine. I'm I'm at my home. Everything's fine, but boy, if I if I were like on the side of the road with, you know, at night, maybe it's raining with my wife and and daughter in the car and i'm sitting here on hold for 20 plus minutes it would be a little frustrating so i said you know it's not your it's not her fault obviously but if she could maybe pass that feedback up the chain and she suggested that that they are staffing up that that is a that is a thing that is being actively addressed but i have to say literally other than that you know mildly inconvenient wait time to get a hold of someone both Christy on the phone and then Jermaine, uh, the, the mobile technician who came to my home, just, it could not have been a better experience. It was an absolutely stellar experience. And again, for the fact that it didn't cost me a, a penny more than it would have had I actually limped my way to the service center or taken a loaner wheel. And it's like, of course, this was the, the better way to go. And it, and it really went great. So uh, so that was all well and good. But the the real kick in the groin for me this week was something I noticed while uh, Jermaine was working on my car. I just walked around uh, and I noticed on the back of my car there's a huge uh, scratch, like a huge abrasion on that very edge of the bumper, like where the bumper, the rear bumper sticks out to its furthest point. Uh, right on that edge. And I can't tell if it's, if the paint protection film absorbed all of it, or if there's some paint damage underneath, and I have no idea how it happened, I don't think there's any way I did it, because I've been super careful with it. I haven't even parallel parked it. And when I have, I use the bumper bully. I've got one of those that I, that I throw over the, the back of the car. So I don't like, it was sitting on the street for a while, uh, in my neighborhood, while, you know, after I first had the flat, and I just pulled it over, so I don't know, if so, and and, it, and this had to have happened, I would think, today, maybe yesterday, because I'm so particular with the car, I gotta figure I would have noticed it right away, and it, this isn't a thing that happened like a week ago, and I'm just now seeing it, so I'm just, I'm so, I mean, I, 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 I'm not mad, I guess, because there's really no point in being mad, I'm just, I'm hoping and praying to the Tesla gods please let the let the paint protection film have absorbed a hundred percent of whatever this damage is and I'm really hoping that the paint underneath is is untouched is completely undamaged uh I'm I'm actually gonna be taking it over to uh to Immaculate Reflections this weekend and I think he's gonna he's gonna take a look at it. Uh, just real quick, cause he's he's busy, he's he's booked up. But um, yeah, he's he's Jeff's very kind enough to offer to to have me out and just take a look at it. Cause, and again, you know, you could say, well, you know, I'd have to pay pay for film or pay for paint repair. I would much rather pay for film because you know, paint repair, then it's like it has to be blended and does it look right? You got to get the right. You got to get a real good. Uh, body shop that's gonna blend it perfectly so you can't tell i would way way rather spend the money on new film uh than than have to deal with paint repair so please keep your fingers crossed for me my friends uh and, and hope that that this is not paint damage because i just it's just I tell you, the city, the city is uh, not being kind to me. San Francisco <laughs> is not being kind to the spirit of adventure so far. What have I done to you, San Francisco? Oh my goodness! So we'll see what happens. Uh, before I wrap up this week, I'll give you the plugs in a second. But first, our tip of the week comes from my friend Michael from Milbrae. Packs two tips into one call. Here's Michael with your pro tips of the week hey ryan i've got two tip of the weeks for you first up carry
6: a spare thumb drive in your car so if uh the one that's recording the dash cam gets corrupt you can quickly swap it out without having to go to a computer to reformat the drive uh it also works if you need to take out the recording to look at something you can just swap it right back in without having to remember to bring it back next time you get back to the car Now, the other other, uh, tip of the week is if you need to turn off the turn signal, you can can cancel it by going the same direction that you turned it on rather than having to go the other way and potentially turning on the other direction. So if you had your left turn signal on, you can push down to turn it off um, instead of up and potentially turning on your right turn signal. There you go.
0: I like this. Thank you, Michael. Knock on wood. I haven't had a, a, a single corruption on the dash cam since that first update after 9.0. I don't quite remember what specific version number seemed to have fixed it. Maybe uh, 2018.41, maybe? Anyway, uh, but I do know it's it's not completely resolved for everyone. So until Tesla does fix it on the software side, this is a really good hack. Uh, As for the turn signal canceling, I appreciate you mentioning that. I actually had, I'd found that one by accident myself, but just, I don't think I'd mentioned it on the show. So thank you so much, Michael. Appreciate that. And yeah, if you've got a cool just shortcut or Easter egg, you know, other than like the main things in the Easter egg basket, but just a fun little pro tip for a Tesla that's uh, maybe something you heard about or, or figured out that's not super obvious that other people might not know about, send it in. You know, you can email it, you can call it in, whatever you want to do. And I'm just, I'm going to keep this little mini segment at the end of the show going until it just organically runs out of steam. Maybe that's never, maybe that's in two weeks. I don't know, but I like it. I think I, I've already learned stuff on this and hopefully you have as well. So thank you, Michael. And before I leave, I want to remind you uh, certainly first about the aforementioned Immaculate Reflections. Jeff does incredible work very detailed work, very meticulous work that he puts a lot of heart, soul, time, and energy into. If you are interested in any sort of detail work to your car, whether it's uh, new car delivery prep, whether it's paint correction, paint protection film. Uh, by the way, I mean, yeah, if if it if I luck out and my bumper damage is limited to the film, that will now make twice in 4 months of ownership that having this car wrapped in paint protection film has saved my paint which to me is it's exa- it's doing its job so hopefully that i the paint will have absorbed or not the paint no god no not the paint hopefully the film will have absorbed all of whatever this this bit of damage is but in any case yeah what whatever you're looking for jeff and immaculate reflections can work with you to figure out what's best for, for your wish list, for your budget, etc. Look him up on his website. It's the letters IR, as in Immaculate Reflections, IRDetailing.com. AbstractOcean.com, meanwhile, continues to offer their 15% discount for listeners of this show who are uh, first-time customers at Abstract Ocean. So head on over there, AbstractOcean.com. They've got all kinds of tesla accessories and goodies over there whether it's those very popular puddle lights to shine a tesla logo down when you open your door at night or uh, which is apparently it's a super easy installation that the t logo the three logo s logo or x logo uh they offer them all at abstract ocean along with uh, uh the wraps for your center console if you don't like the the default glossy finish that piano black glossy finish that that seems to again in my opinion scratch and fingerprint extremely easily just from looking at it you can they've got wraps for that that are, that you can apply yourself all kinds of stuff just take a look see what they got and you know make you got one shot to use that code because it's a first-time customer thing so load up your shopping cart and then and then use the code RTL podcast. Put that in at checkout, RTL podcast for that 15% discount. Uh, luxandary.com, as I've mentioned, they've, they've got some fun Tesla-inspired smartphone cases. You can take a look at those at luxandary.com RTL. If you use that URL, the one with the slash RTL on it, you will automatically get a 15% discount code baked in when you buy anything. On there, So it's L-U-X-E-N-D-A-R-Y. My referral code is Ryan73014. If you are ordering your Tesla and you wanna get that six months of free unlimited supercharging, it is going, that's gonna be going through, I mean, at least December 10th. You know, we don't know, or nobody knows yet if the referral program is going to continue. So it's gone in basically two to three month chunks for since they started it. What is it? it's probably been two or three years already of the referral program and they've always renewed it. Sometimes they change up the prizes, you know, sometimes they change up the, the terms, but it, it has continued. But, you know, Tesla is profitable. I mean, I, I genuinely, I genuinely don't know if the referral program will continue. So if you're thinking about ordering soon, uh, you've got that perk available to you of getting six months of free unlimited supercharging with your car so you can either give your sales advisor the code that i just gave you or just uh, if you're ordering online type this into a web browser ts.la slash ryan73014 that'll take you to the tesla site where you can choose what car you want to order configure it how you want order it buy it and it'll have that uh, supercharging credit baked in. And finally, actually not quite finally, but, uh, Jada wireless charging pads for model three. If you're getting one of those, I don't have a discount for that sadly, but if you use the link I'm about to give you, uh, they've got a little referral thing for me there where they'll throw me a couple bucks per sale. So if you see fit to do that, feel free, if not, you know, all good, just if you're interested, you can go to getjada, J-E-D-A, getjada.com slash R-E-F slash 8. And uh, I would appreciate that. Finally, now for real finally, the Patreon producers, everybody supporting me on Patreon, that is what keeps this show going because it's just, there's, as you can, I hope tell, <laughs> there is a lot of time and a lot of energy, a lot of love uh, and brain matter a lot of thought that goes into this show and the patreon does enable me to really continue to dedicate that time and energy into it so thanks to everybody who does support me on patreon you can learn more about the patreon if you are interested in in maybe uh, supporting me on there it's patreon.com that's p a t r e o n patreon.com slash tesla podcast and i want to mention the Patreon producers, these are the folks supporting me at the producer tier. They get early access to the show every week because uh, I said I record on f- late Friday night. So basically when they wake up on Saturday, they can listen to it about a day early. If, and uh, if they want to, they get that uh, extra monthly bonus episode that's exclusive to Patreon. They get that and the producers get their name mentioned on the air at the end of every show i want to say hello first of all to the newest patreon producers a big thank you to ground level painting michael waddle and james henderson thank you all so so much in addition to the rest of the patreon producer crew which includes steeg mickey jensen Luxendary.com, dory and steve guberman cookie uk from ev alliance joel Sapp, lyle austin scott gillis bill royko rick Sinta, brian hope jerry and mary smith gabriel salais luke miles david nondal eric randolph luke a ulrich lassa david Vakiel, rome strack harold pluge peter chalet lars hoffman lee sweet marcus Meyenshine, Tim Hyde, Emotion Rentals, Jason Chalukas, Robert Maracle, Michael Lester, Matthew Para, Logan Willis, Alexi Heft, Jonathan Wales, David Brander, George Cassioppo, Wolfgang Obergen, Pete White, DJ Harbaugh, and Paul Hussey. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support. And hey, a quick shout out, just uh, not related to anything, to Matt in uh, WikiWachi, Florida, he sent me a, a just way too long, no, no offense, Matt, <laughs> a very long phone call about his crazy, not super great delivery experience, but he's loving his car. So Matt, I just want to let you know, I hear you. And I'm sorry that it was a, a, a rough delivery, but the, I'm glad the car's great. And at least look at it this way. Now it's kind of a funny story. Your your delivery experience can make for a bit of a funny story in hindsight, but uh, subscribe to this podcast if you don't already, totally for free. Again, this is just so that it downloads right to you every week rather than you having to go find it. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, meaning meaning, uh, TuneIn is in your Tesla, remember? Spotify, the hosting site, which is teslapodcast.libsyn.com, L-I-B-S-Y-N. Or the audio of the show. The show also goes up uh, on YouTube as well if you just search... Ride the Lightning Tesla podcast. You'll find the the channel with all the episodes. No problem. Thank you so much to everybody. It's been another long episode. I hope I've uh, utilized your time wisely. I feel like there was. I tell you, on about Thursday, I was like, I don't know. It seems like there's not a lot to talk about this week. But sure enough, by the time I sat down to record, it was yet another eventful week of Tesla news. A lot of fun stuff to talk about. I had fun. I hope you did. Happy electric motoring, and I'll see you all back here next week.
1: I mean, I think a Tesla... It's the most fun thing you could possibly buy ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's meant to be. Well. Our goal is to make. It's, it's not exactly a car. It's actually a thing to maximize enjoyment. Mm. Make its maximum fun.